1: Welcome back to our podcast within a podcast pottering around the super secret weapon that we don't understand but Dumbledore needs to know about of Mangum Reads. We are three muggles who can also use convincingly exasperated voices when the mood suits us. My name is Sarah. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, BJ and Spencer. How are you all doing?
0: I, I enjoy that you've called us out for just weaponizing weaponizing ambiguity. <laughs> I feel like this is something we've turned into an art form in terms of our commentary about this it,
1: book. Uh, it has yes. been years in the making. <laughs> Um, so we are on chapter thirty-two of the fifth book of Harry Potter, Out of the Fire. We have some segments that we do here. We have a rapid fire recap, uh, BJ's Wizard Wheezes, Newbie's Notes with Spencer, we award house points, and then there are questions and queries. Period. <laughs> I mean <laughs> okay. we don't yes. we don't have enough of Luna
2: to have quibbles. No, no
1: so quibbles or quibblers, um, or quaffles. There are no quaffles today.
0: Mm. Well, in terms of the recap, this is technically a shorter chapter than last yeah, one, but it felt longer. It felt
1: longer. Also, I did my notes several days ago and have forgotten what I was planning on doing with this chapter.
0: <laughs> Understood. Uh, we have a two-minute goal. No, here, yes. no,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna Ooh. fly close to the sun, stick my head, stick my head in the fire, and I'm gonna go 153.
0: Okay, Icarus, I wish you the best of luck. We'll see how this goes.
1: I also don't remember what my notes are, nor have I practiced them recently. So here we go.
0: Well,
2: as appropriate for the story, try not to wax poetic. (laughs) We're all going to do it live.
1: Harry shakes off Tofty to find McGonagall, who's been transferred to St. Mungo, so there's nobody left at Hogwarts to tell. He intercepts Ron and Hermione to tell them what he's seen and figure out how uh, to get to the Department of Mysteries to get Sirius. They're skeptical about how this could have happened. Hermione thinks Harry might have a bit of a saving people thing. We uh, get some all caps yelling, and Ginny finally appears with Luna wondering if they can help and indicating that Harry is being rather rude. But Hermione thinks they can help to cause a distraction so they can check if Sirius is still at Grimmauld Place or not. using the fireplace in umbridge's office so they come up with a plan everyone's in place jenny keeps people away under threat of garroting gas the signal is set and harry and hermione make it into the office Harry shoving his head into the fire and yelling for sirius creature appears instead immediately informing them that master has gone out and none of the other order are there either creature claims that um sirius didn't tell him where he was going but he he will not come back from the department of mysteries before he can ask another word Um, umbridge yanks him back through the fire by the hair. She's had stealth censoring spells placed around her doorway after after the Niffler incidents. Harry tries to claim that he was looking for his firebolt as their wands are taken by Malfoy and crew who've also got Ron, Jenny, Luna, and Neville. But Umbridge doesn't know who he was talking to. Suspecting it's Dumbledore and not getting an answer, Umbridge sends Malfoy to get Snape. Turns out there was still a member of the order at Hogwarts. Umbridge wants another a bottle of Verda serum but she's the last one on Harry. Umbridge is furious, puts Snape on probation and sends him from her office but not before Harry yells out a warning he's got padfoot at the place where it's hidden umbridge goes into a little feigned existential crisis before determining it's worth it to use the cruciatus curse to get information like she decided it was worth sending the dementors after harry to discredit him this summer just as she's casting the curse hermione breaks in saying that they'll have to tell her everyone else is flabbergasted as she breaks telling umbridge that harry was trying to speak to dumbledore to get him that uh, to tell him that the weapon is ready umbridge is thrilled demanding to be led to the weapon so she hermione and harry take off
0: Well done, 155.
1: All right. Take that, somebody. I don't know who's taken that. BJ, BJ, Uh, take that. Take that and give us your there. So I have a question for everybody. It's not the time for that. Having read this
2: chapter, how many ellipses do you think there were?
1: And how Uh many m dashes do you think there were? And which do you think there were more of? Um... Oh, I just looked at the first page. I think that there were 47 ellipses and 32 <laughs> m-dashes.
2: Okay?
0: Uh Sarah, that's your guess.
2: Yep. Spencer, do you have a uh,
0: I'm just going to make up numbers. I'm betting there were more ellipses than m-dashes, and I'm going to go with there being 38 ellipses and 22 m-dashes. That's adorable.
2: <laughs> uh you're not really, you're, you guys are in the same ballpark as each other, but not, not playing the pro leagues <laughs> like uh, J.K. Rowling uh, does. T- tell us, sir, what numbers did we have? Uh, we had 73 and 81. <laughs> uh, Good God. And it was ellipses under M dashes by a solid eight.
1: Wow. Uh, shocking There's- on all counts. <laughs>
2: and again a shorter chapter than like the last three um yeah i as as i was getting towards the end it it got really aggressive and i was like wait a minute like let let's go back to old form and and look at the punctuation in in this chapter that is wild Um, what a chapter for it and like it's been building up and has been sort of weighing in on how like how i'm reading this book because i mean we've talked about it before like She clearly uses punctuation as stage
0: directions, Mm -hmm. which is kind of fine. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. But (laughs) it's a lot. I mean, it is a chapter of where the first half of it is just Harry yelling at the top of his lungs to other people, which just invites all kinds of punctuation around it. Yes,
2: and then there's a lot at the end with Hermione talking.
0: Mm -hmm. Interrupting.
2: Yeah, you know, and all those things. And it, you know, it's kind of like, okay, whatever. Uh, But also... You can use words to convey the feelings and and how people no. communicate. Um, <laughs> no. And... Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: You've read enough of these books, you know that it's not her style. Uh,
2: I know that it's not her style. Uh, it may not be within her ability either, but... <laughs> um, and so, uh, Sarah, it, if you're... It, you you have your book. If you would open to, to page 733. Okay. And...
1: Read this paragraph that starts, "Well, you." Oh boy. Okay. Uh, with the, I'm assuming with the punctuation. Just,
2: just saying when the ellipses are. Not, you don't need to do all the the punctuation.
1: <laughs> well, ellipses. Uh, you ellipses. She looked more ap- apprehensive than ever. I mean, ellipses. Last year, for instance, ellipses. In the lake, ellipses. During the tournament, ellipses. You shouldn't have ellipses. I mean, you didn't need to save that little Delacour girl, ellipses. You got a bit, ellipses. Carried away, ellipses.
2: So the, the real thing that we need to take in and understand about these books is that the actors that were playing these characters, and often particularly Myrony, got this wrong. <laughs> they needed to be more like Christopher Walken <laughs> I see Yes It's very clearly how, how it should have been played Sorry. And it's, well, you Well She looked more apprehensively than ever I mean, last year, for instance In the lake.
0: <laughs> could, could we please pay that Walken enough <laughs> To actually hilarious. Just do the audiobook
2: Of oh Harry Potter, please The best part is He'd put in his own pauses. And oh my God! It like would be interminable. Would into... <laughs> We'd never finish paragraphs. We'd just get oh lost. Oh my in gosh! The mix. Um, I I love that Hermione's calling out Harry for saving people. It is such a. <laughs> she's angry at Harry and doesn't know what else to say, and then is grasping for somebody, and then realizes that for for no. Particular reason she's probably still pissed at him because she's probably pissed at Ron, and that's why she brings up laura Probably. <laughs> and it's just like, Ron's being an ass, and you had to save her.
0: She does get to a point. Well, I'll talk about it a little bit on Doobie's Notes. There is an underlying point there, I feel like she's making.
1: Sure. It's just the way she's
2: chosen to make it. Um, and then there's another word that I guess is technically a word. <laughs> it is both a great word and a terrible word because it it's doing something with a with a very good word that i feel like is very lazy which is sycophantically and it's just like <laughs> i get it but you're just like i'll just make it an adverb it's fine like let's just whatever it's fine The yeah. utility of the english language yes and that's how J.K. Rowling approaches words. utility <laughs> of the English language. language. <laughs> mm. Ow. Ow. You deserve every bit of it, Spencer. I know what I've done. <laughs> uh, oh my! I mean, and I—I well, I feel like we get this in every book: the amount of entertaining things in and these longer books, I feel like it goes in waves. It goes in waves.
1: Yeah, we had a chapter a couple of chapters ago, maybe that was fun.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so I feel like with these lengthier books, and I I think very much doing a good job of catering to her aging audience, that this is long. But also let's not be like the last third of the book or, or, you know, half of the book now that it's 800 pages Mm -hmm. or you know close to let's not make basically an entire novel of bad things happening Mm -hmm. let's lighten it up every so often um Mm -hmm. which is fair but also the wheezes get weirder (laughs) um i i will say and uh, like i don't know where this needs to be on a wheeze but i'm disappointed in somebody and i don't really know (laughs) who it is
1: Put then, that on a
2: t-shirt. BJ. That is always <laughs> Disappointed yes. in somebody. Somebody. someone. That garroting gas could be attributed to the Weasleys. Because that's not their style. That's, and it's, it's out of yeah. place. And it's wrong. <laughs> that's true. And, like, it's, sh- like, it's a thing that, fine. It, it can exist in the world and, like, whatever. But, but it's sh- just, it, it, it has the wrong feel. Mm-hmm. It has the wrong feel for everybody uh, involved in, like, coming up with it. Yes. Right. So that, that that that's evil shenanigans.
0: That's not their thing.
2: Yes. All right. On Maybe to these notes. Let's do
0: it. I've said it before, and I repeat it every time he shows up. Tofty, just a nice ass dude. <laughs> it's like, it's like Tofty is a softy, and it's lovely. It's he just he's a pleasant guy. How surprisingly rare is that in this text? I, it's rare enough that I don't believe that it's actually Tofty. <laughs> it's clearly true. The nicest people we've had yet in the books turned out to be secret Death Eaters, or even masquerading people.
2: No, no, no. It, it, it's just uh, Lupin. It's Lupin in a hat. L- hat. Lupin is being the, the only nice person in the entire books, and he has to fill in every single role because J.K. <laughs> Rowling needs a nice person.
0: It's Lupin in different hats. Did you just assign quantum principles to Lupin, that he's just existing as a particle wherever a nice particle is needed in a given moment?
2: We have never seen two nice people in the same room i mean other than maybe mrs weasley and she's her own category it's it's a different nice yes so there's mrs weasley who is her own she's the most powerful wizard and nice in a mothering way and then there's lupin and there are no other nice people in the same room at
0: the same time and so
1: i mean arthur weasley is nice right
0: it's not his primary feature though. It's like, you know, if you're assigning characters like a, a, a key identifier, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say nice is Arthur's first identifying character. I guess
2: that's fair. He, he's, and I would also say that he's more kind
0: than nice. He, he's kindly. Yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, he's sort of bumbly. He's there's kindly, Yeah. But like, I, it, it's yeah. Um, I mean, there isn't anybody else. I feel like we have, you know, one nice character and that there's another one. It, it's, it, it is Lupin in the hat. Meanwhile,
0: uh, Montague, uh, is that what we're saying? Is that what we're pronouncing the Slytherin's name? Montague, he's Montague I think. He has quietly had a, a very, very rough book. <laughs> it's like, he has a brief cameo here of where he's still bedridden, getting fed by pump freaks. Apparently he can't do it himself. Mm-hmm. This guy's had the book from hell. No one's caring about it. No one's bringing him care packages. <laughs> they were laughing at the fact that he spent like a couple days trapped in the plumbing. They were even saying he deserved it. They I mean, be, to
2: be fair, depo- Slytherin's only worth is on their own merits. And so he has very little merit. So by his <laughs> own definition.
0: <laughs> by injury, his value to the world has been completely eliminated. Uh, meanwhile, McGonagall being in Mungo's, we kind of talked about that. Is that being, that's actually kind of a nice little realistic touch of where people coming in the universe getting hit by like five stunning spells at the same time. It is a miracle that she did not mm-hmm. die. And it's notable how much Pumphrey, who is otherwise, I mean, even among the Professor's kind of a bit character, she doesn't have much of a role, despite the fact people are getting injured right and left in this series all the time, she is professionally pissed about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And she also... To, sorry, hmm, go ahead. She's using the same language that Tofty did. That it's just rank cowardice. P- bad form. And that she's implying that McGonagall looks just straight taken, though, if they tried to go at her one at a time. And also that from a pure principle standpoint, she's even pondering resigning. And she would, if it were not for the sake of being... One of the last sane people in the (laughs) yeah, Um,
2: I also thought it was very interesting that she basically called McGonagall old. She did, yeah. And I guess I didn't, I didn't expect that. And I don't view her as anywhere near the same category of old that Dumbledore is.
1: Well, but but I think that's not really a fair comparison.
0: Dumbledore's entropy in terms of age here. I mean, we're talking father time. Yes. No, he's not as old as some of the some of the people that are administering the test. Yes, we've discussed that a couple chapters ago. <laughs> what, what, what was the, Professor Bims or
2: something? no? Bims no. is the ghost. Um, it, it's uh, right, yeah, yeah. what's her name that's friends with uh, Neville's mom, yeah. Neville's, Neville's grandma, Marchbanks, or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and tested
0: Dumbledore.
1: Indeed, so yeah, was so, so it was old when Dumbledore
0: was at Hogwarts. Okay. Well. What's the sign categories? McGonagall? So,
2: old. so, so Regular there old. are infinities, there, and there are larger infinities than, like, the natural number infinity. <laughs> so Dumbledore is is insanely old, but, like, there's orders of magnitude older than that. And, you know, it's a good mathematical concept.
0: We're fine. Yeah. McGonagall's like seventy. Dumbledore's comfortably in the hundreds, and that one professor's actually a lich. is just an undead person wandering the halls. So,
1: I believe it might... was the the quote from the page was from the Wikipedia or Pottermore page or wherever it was was born sometime before nineteen twenty seven. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> might wonderfully have, descriptive. Might have administered
2: owls to Godric and <laughs> yeah, and 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 company. <laughs>
0: footnote may actually be a highlight uh there have been frustrating chapters of these books over time and i'm not saying this is in any way a bad Mm -hmm. chapter but i processed this chapter the same way i i process teen slasher films of just every now and then yelling at the screen why would you do that why would you go in there there were moments i wanted to pick up harry by the collar and just shake him vigorously I've been team Hermione from like, you know, the first time I met her pretty much going forward, particularly when the main points of comparison are, you know, Harry. Ron, sure. But she's just channeling my thoughts on this, <laughs> of where I think her views and her commentary on, you know, Harry jumping to action mirror my concerns. Can, you know, Harry and his planning make no sense here. I mean, Hermione points out that how much sense does it make that, Vumble, don't, that Voldemort and the Death Eaters are just in the ministry right now? Very fair question that doesn't make much sense, particularly without anybody knowing. Why is Sirius even in the ministry right now? Why would he be there? Why is he in any way integral to, you know, accessing this relic? Ron and Harry quickly go full conspiracy theory to invent an answer to that <laughs> question that makes no sense, but they need to, fit, to fill in the blank. Is, uh, she points out, this is kind of what we were talking about before about her referencing that story about Harry res- rescuing uh, Le- uh, Delacroix's sister Sorry. from the lake before, Sister from the Light, that don't you have a well-known and very exploitable history of kind of being a Don Quixote? Doesn't doesn't the enemy know that, and can't they also use that to their to their advantage? Isn't this exactly what everyone has been trying to train you not to do in terms of having a vision and acting on it? Okay, so, but to be fair... Including
2: serious, notably. The assumption that the great evil wizard is relying on the fact that Harry has shown up and saved some students and stuff like that in his like grand evil plan.
0: Seems a little. The, the only data points that Voldemort has on Harry from like the moment he met him as a baby and just you know exploded from being near him is Harry just randomly showing up at the eleventh hour to thwart his evil plans. That's all Voldemort's exposure <laughs> to Harry is: is that Harry shows up, you know, in the uh, in the. Uh, what, 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 um, these Philosopher's Dome, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Uh, I forget the name of the chamber where that was kept in, but that's the secret chamber. <laughs> just, the Mirror sh- of Eriseth? Wherever <laughs> that was at the bottom of Hogwarts, just shows up at the last moment and just kills him. Then he shows up in the middle of a maze just when he's happening to be resurrected, just there. Also, well, he, again, it, that was planned. That one was planned, because <laughs> they needed Harry for that. True. Uh, Voldemort himself wasn't literally there for it, but also Harry, you know, Harry meeting the Voldemort, the angry Voldemort book,
1: uh, also of, planned. They were trying him. to get Harry down there.
0: Were mm-hmm. they trying to get him down there? Because that wasn't Voldemort directly. That was just the, really just the, the book doing its. Own well, thing. that was
1: I, th- Tom. Tom. That, that was Tom.
0: <laughs> that, that was the angriest journal.
1: I'm it's spitting over things I shouldn't say. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> Just we'll just say this. It's a riddle. It's a riddle. Um, But there was a force aligned with Voldemort that did plan to get him down. Spencer, I'm not going to quarrel
0: with you any further. Hmm. It it, it (laughs) isn't Voldemort from Voldemort's perspective. Harry either by action or intent shows up at the at the at the last moment. It Uh, yeah. It has worked thus far. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I think I think one of the best comments that's offered here, the Marauders do this one. Just Luna waltzes in and offers this question: How exactly are you planning on getting to the bottom floor of the mysteries of the Chamber of Mysteries anyway? And Harry just dodges the shit out of that question, just because yeah. that's a foundational one that he has no answer no. to
1: right now.
2: No. I have a question, Sarah. Yes. Where's the map?
1: The Marauders map? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would have been really
2: useful here yeah if if you ever want to know where Umbridge is yeah and I, feel, I thought it was returned to harry after it got confiscated
1: it but was
0: anyway harry doesn't even remember that snape's in the order of the phoenix here. which is oh, like low-key it. a
1: hilarious moment of this chapter <laughs> it's
0: like i have no one i can turn to all of the order is out of is out of contact he also doesn't know other members of the order, so he could call them, potentially, if he's just calling people. But the fact he just forgets that Snape is an option is A, delightfully in mm-hmm. character. They have no relationship, nor does he want to maintain one. And B, imminently frustrating that it's in character. Yes. Uh, I do, you know, all that aside, Ginny just not taking no shit is always lovely, and that <laughs> is now becoming a key aspect of her character. If She just walks in asks how everyone's doing, Harry just tries to tell her off, and she just stares him the hell down. It's like, you said what to me? <laughs> Rephrase that and let's start again. Uh, if nothing else, though, in spite of all this, this chapter does prove that Harry is an incredibly loyal cadre of die-hard friends that only is continuing to grow. Now we've basically doubled their numbers with Ginny, Luna, and Neville all joining among his ride-or-die posse. I have one question. Fact.
1: You already why? have asked several questions, but sure.
2: Yes, we but it's not a Sarah them. question. Oh, it's a—it's just why, like why does why does anybody hang around Harry? I like he's not—he's he, not even playing Quidditch anymore.
0: Like, real life question: Have you ever met somebody of where you actually have the feeling that hey, this guy is the main character? <laughs> I have met people like that. We have a mutual friend that is kind of like that. At a certain point, you just kind of want to circle them because things happen.
1: (laughs) You you recognize and get away from them
0: because things happen and keep them out of (laughs) trouble sometimes. I voluntarily lived with one of these people for four years. I clearly don't have the same mindset on this as you do. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Hermione also, uh, this is just, I think, a nice little subtle moment on her part. Hermione frames that she wants to be in the room with Harry to provide emotional support Mm -hmm. when he's, you know, trying to reach out to Sirius. The unsaid statement is she also doesn't trust him to offer anything resembling a logical analysis of whatever the hell he hears on this call.
1: That is also fair, yes.
0: So she also wants to be there to assess that because at this point, Harry is at best on tilt.
1: (laughs) This call may be recorded for quality control.
0: (laughs) My manager is here to observe the call right now to offer a live commentary. BJ, uh, I'm, I'm also with you. Uh, Gerdin gas is a, an evil ass alliteration that has no business being in an any resemblance, you know, anything resembling hype. <laughs> yeah. Best as we can tell, this is just mustard gas. This is the World War I chlorine gas that you will release in a hallway. Because, based on Jenny's description, if you go in there, you just die. You're dead. People will laugh at your corpse for you being dumb and walking into the poison gas. Yep. That's not a ha uh, ha funny. I
2: mean, it also might be a little bit more of her opinion of some of her brothers <laughs> and maybe how some of them have gone wrong.
1: So doing she doing might, might have romadeers. a little bit more sure.
2: insight. <laughs> I'm also, now that we've talked about it a little bit more, I am very disappointed that with Dumbledore's army being a thing that we're just never going to talk about because it's only a thing when it needs to be a thing. All of the wizard wheezes that the Weasleys have produced are wonderful things to have in your back pocket. If you need to do things like kind of under the radar or cause disruptions. Why didn't they take advantage of this as as the angel investor? Like, I mean, I know that he (laughs) wasn't going to think ahead enough and Hermione's like weird about it. But like, it's frustrating that she doesn't go, oh, wait a minute. Maybe we should have some of these as part of Dumbledore's army, not as, like, pranks that we play.
0: Well, for only three payments of nineteen ninety five, you can have the latest set of their particular wizard wizards. Ah, that stuff invention. <laughs> um,
2: so, creature... so, Spencer, do you know how much the uh, cheapest uh, wizards cost? No. These nuts.
0: Thank you, BJ. How I know it's going... pronounced newts, but anyway. I'm with you. <laughs> A uh, so, so creature with bandaged hands and a delighted expression on his face. Uh, this could mean anything, and Harry demonstrates himself as being a piss poor interrogator. Yeah, that he effectively is giving away information rather than getting anything from creature, and he's giving away information to a creature that actively creature that actively <laughs> wants to hurt you. Uh, at any point that you he gives creature lines, and creature just repeats them back at him. We don't know this is true. We don't know this is accurate. We have no way of knowing anything about this. Creature just wants to be, you know, a, a, an agent of chaos, and you're giving him an opportunity. Harry, learn your interrogation skills. You're going to need them at some point, <laughs> particularly if you want to be an Auror, I'm sure. Uh, and as for Umbridge, predictable that she isn't that level of a fool, that they can do the same trick on her twice. It It is within her character that she is paranoid enough that she'd be able to learn from her mistakes and take steps to correct them. Not learn from new issues. She's gonna make new mistakes going forward, but old mistakes, she'll at least fix those. And this is one of them. Uh, and her chorus of Slytherin toadies is the utterly worst part of the entire scene. Uh, Sarah, Sarah's you highlighted though, Umbridge is, descel- is descending to entirely new levels of villainy that we did not know that she plumbed. I mean, she p- throws Harry into a desk for physical violence to start, she uses the goddamn Cruciatus curse, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe those are among the list of unforgivable Wait, curses that one's does supposed she? to use. She threatens to. She's going to. She is to. about so, to, yeah. Uh, well,
2: so the reason that Att- I bring it attempted up... Attempted murder is still attempted murder. The reason that I bring it up is... And and I'm, I will be curious to see this, and I'm sure, Sarah, like you actually have the answer, uh, which is a little disappointing. <laughs> do we ever see Umbridge do magic on the page because i think she says that she had her office warded mm-hmm. but doesn't say that she warded her office yeah and i don't i can't think of her doing magic on page and i've sort of like hinted at this yeah, we've theory before talked
1: about this a little um, bit
2: and she uses a lot of, like, magic things, and I talked about her possibly being a squib, but that was confirmed that she's not actually a squib. Mm-hmm. But I, I will be curious going forward, and I will try and remember, does she Make use notes. magic on
0: page? Okay. We we heard that she used magic so as to interfere with the process of one of the Weasleys' pranks. And we, we also saw it on the page, though.
2: hear that she was not able to clear up a lot of their magic or Hermione's... Uh, spell mm-hmm. sure, um, and it may have already you know happened and then you know I I don't remember all the details but it, it would be it would make me so happy if that was a thing in the books that yeah. he doesn't use magic on page and because it's a weakness that she could never get over
1: do you I mean do you want the answer or do you want let him uh, find
2: out no I don't want I, I, I want I want to remember because either it's not going to be on the page and that'll be interesting or it will be on page and I hope it's interesting mm-hmm. when it's on page. Uh, okay. Because if it hasn't occurred yet, when it actually occurs, I hope it's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it'll be worth noting when it happens. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. Okay. But it'd be okay. very funny if like many other things,
0: <laughs> it's just,
2: oh,
0: all right. In terms of her other misdeed, Sending Dementors after a person. She frames this as being a intense effort at discrediting Harry in front of the broader wizarding community so as to get him to seek some element of punishment or expulsion from Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Another way of referring to this is an assassination attempt. These are violent, dangerous creatures that kill things. That's what they do. That's what they damn near did with respect to Harry and his cousin.
2: I don't know that they know that.
0: I don't know that she knows that, I guess is what I mean. So... Uh, she, the k- dementor's kiss is well known,
2: I think Yes, but I think that, I don't know if she Said to or not to Like, try and kiss Harry But I, I think that the amount of control That people have on Dementors is uh, Vastly overrated uh, And uh, Over assumed
1: And this is one of those questions that like Goes to the sort of Like, evil, evil Or kind of banal yeah, evil probably. right because like we have gotten a lot of indications that at least fudge says that he believes that they have control over the dementors right right and a lot
2: of other people don't like believe that yes that, that there is some control but they are also much more evilly aligned than everybody expects yeah um this is more like instead of Operation Paperclip, they just took the Gestapo and put them in the CIA. <laughs> um, so the other thing that I find interesting is that we get more confirmation that Umbridge doesn't really understand the power of magic and magic things because there's this weird interaction with her and Snape mm, mm-hmm. about Not the Veritaserum, era mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, what are you doing using one of the most powerful potions that basically only I can make and thinking that you like you clearly thought you knew
0: better, you don't, and you're an idiot. And it's also a thing of where Snape made it idiot proof. He gave her instructions. She No. He messed... did not make it idiot proof. Very clearly Spencer. <laughs> He made, it, he made it what should have been idiot-proof. She just listened to his instructions. It was just like, put three drops in there, and she instead dumps the entire vial.
2: She is That's... the reason
0: that all potions
2: made by Snape from now on carry a warning label that say, off, per, off instruction use of this potion <laughs> is, it does not make the, the maker liable.
1: So this is one of the, like, small changes that I really like between the books and the movies. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like... In this moment, the explanation is that um, she was using Veritaserum on all of the suspected members of Dumbledore's army to try to get Mm. them to give up information instead of the sort of like dumb. Yeah. I mean,
2: I like both. I think that they're very different directions. I think Mm -hmm. my guess is, and this will frustrate me, is it doesn't carry through. That like this, like there are just some holes in the like how she is evil. As opposed mm. to, like, in the movies, it's like she's competent in yeah. her evilness. Yeah. And here, it seems like she's incompetent, but I assume that's going to change. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's essentially, it would be really nice if she just were this side of a squib enough to, like, go to Hogwarts, but doesn't have any feel for any magic because she's, like, not magical enough. Mm-hmm. And so the potions sort of work, but, like... All of her potions just like were watered down basically because she just like wasn't good enough and that's why she's evil. And so whenever she does something, it's completely wrong because she can't accept the fact that she's not competent. And so like it's the root of her evil and it's also the root of her misuse of the verida serum, like over like crazy use of the pen uh, and a lot of these other magic items that clearly somebody else created,
0: and they're actually effective now. Mm-hmm. It's not how it's going to be. Anyway. Well, as part of that moment, though, one thing I do, actually, I do love consistently about Snape is that he will be helpful in only his own way. <laughs> and a lot of that involves a certain element of using snark and disdain as a kind of conversation, Akito, of where he is just using those <laughs> as a certain element of distraction to eventually get where he wants to go. Of where he doesn't want to appear helpful, he doesn't practically, just practically speaking, because he's kind of undercover, and also practically, he doesn't want to admit Harry to think he's actually being a nice guy at any point. Mm-hmm. But throughout this conversation, he successfully avoids helping um, Umbridge to any degree, to which she actually puts him on probation, which <laughs> was an interesting call on her part when <laughs> the sole basis of your support is his students. Interesting call, BJ. You have something something to say there? Uh
2: not per se, but you're bringing up Aikido in uh, his abilities and conversation, just made me realize uh, who Umbridge is. Go on. She's evil Steven Seagal. Sure. Yeah, that could work. Very, co- very confident in all of her abilities, and will tell other people how to do the things <laughs> that she does, and instruct them, and tell them how well it works, and also probably runs funny. Mm,
0: that too i mean between also you know thwarting umbridge's plans at least in the moment and also clearly understanding harry's message even if harry seems up, seems to be concerned on that point if i was harry i'd be more concerned whether he's going to do anything about it whether rather than whether he understands uh, but also just saving neville very casually but doing so in the most snape way possible mm-hmm. uh, as yeah you know, as a highlight punishing snape for being deliberately unhelpful is a very short-term decision on, on Umbridge's part that seems like something that's being driven from anger, because again, the sole basis of her support is Slytherin, our Slytherin members, our, the, our various enforcement or team. They're loyal to Snape more than anything else at this school. If you start to undermine him, now, come on, BJ I know you're shaking your head, but I think it's notable here that not a single one of them laughed, not a single one of them chuckled, not a single one of them served as the evil little chorus that they otherwise are for every other aspect of what Umbridge is doing. Here, we don't get a single description of what they're doing, and I just kind of picture them with kind of like stone-faced silence. at seeing their, you know, teacher, their headmaster, effectively, of, the, of their house, right? That's what's Span- Yeah, I, th- that's what I was going to say, is like, I don't think that they're
2: loyal to S- Snape, but... He embodies yeah, yeah. so many of the Slytherin ideals, and they're probably also afraid of him. I imagine that Snape is not a kind warm and have. fuzzy.
1: fuzzy.
2: <laughs> um, and might provide some extra lessons with, <laughs> that might cause bruises. I mean, like, it, I think it's much, uh, much more of a, they they don't have loyalty, they have fear and maybe some respect if they know what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Uh, As for Hermione, you absolute genius. Well, well played, my dear, well played. Particularly so because it's playing off the well-known prejudices and biases and conspiratorial mindset of the character she's seeking to manipulate. It operates on that perfectly. She uses just the buzzwords of Dumbledore, weapon, and potential losing control of students. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all you need to say. Just Just give Umbridge those cliff notes and she will dance to whatever tune you want her to. So the question is, will this
2: be more or less uh, disastrous than the other promise of Weapons of Mass Destruction? Uh, Because while I agree with you, it is a really good diversion tactic, it also, this feels like it could be sealing Dumbledore's
0: fate. I think Dumbledore's fate's pretty much sealed as is. I I don't think there, for example, I don't think there's a weapon. I also think that Armani doesn't have a plan here. Right, no, no,
2: but I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't know how many people are behind Umbridge at the ministry I don't I think that she has a very long leash because uh fudge is afraid of Dumbledore and she she doesn't have anything she doesn't have anything from any of the students or Dumbledore or anybody up until now when a student in Dumbledore's army says that he has
0: a weapon. Well, besides, of course, Dumbledore, to the minister's face, confessing to all of the crimes, <laughs> knocking out two horrors, and then ex- exiting in a flash stage left. Well, what, was it riding a phoenix or something? It was yes. Impressive. Yeah.
1: He's got style. That's
0: yeah, but... That's always been apparent. But that was also very sarcastic.
2: There is no not, way not that no that way was
0: not going to pick up. <laughs> Yes, but not in a way that Fudge is going to understand. Fudge published that just as the straight-up narrative, and now that's the story by which he's America's most wanted. (laughs) Uh, As for where they're going to go, I don't know. I don't think Hermione has a plan here other than to buy time. If I had to guess, given the amount of time we've spent there, they're going to the Old Forest. Well, where else are they going to go? As, you know, she keeps buying time, maybe she can turn it around
1: no we've already used that artifact bj we can't ever see it again
0: (laughs) and we had to give it back
1: we had to give it back i'm
0: I'm suspecting a certain giant in the forest may prove useful here in a moment and that could in any other book that would be nightmarish for what would would go down Mm -hmm. from that well we did have a gopping plot hole so we need to fill it with something I, I do love when a character is behaving so stupidly that Malfoy publicly calls you out for it. Like Malfoy's not an idiot, but I don't I don't assign him to the top legions of intellect here. And in the moment he is straight up saying, Maybe someone else should go with you,
2: right? Not him. he is
0: afraid of the forest.
2: Maybe, I'm maybe
1: well established, yeah.
2: Yes. It's like yeah. how about you take Crabbe or Goyle?
0: Like they're too dumb to be afraid of so, the forest. It's fine. How about you? How about you take one of the five oars you had around this chapter ago? Where'd they go?
1: That's a question I would like to not <laughs> revisit in question time.
0: <laughs> for right now, though, <laughs> let's discuss the House Cup.
1: Yeah, this is uh, kind of a, once again, a little bit of a weird chapter for winners and losers.
2: Um... I mean, other than personally being a loser, I think Umbridge has a good chapter.
1: <laughs> I think she does... she just
2: doesn't know that she's an idiot
1: she doesn't know that she yeah she doesn't seem hmm yeah she doesn't know that she's an idiot she was on the precipice of not having a great chapter because nobody was fessing up to what she wanted them to fess up to but by the time we leave this chapter she believes that she is on her way to look at the mythical weapon
0: I feel like from a Greek mythology standpoint, if you're going to be punished for hubris, you've got to go up high first. And so she's going to get punished. She's going to get smacked down hard, possibly even the next chapter. But for that to work, she needs to be at the top of her game right yeah. now. And from her perspective, there's been no more winning than this.
1: So, yeah, I'm convinced as for with Umbridge as a winner of the chapter. Um...
2: I mean, and to be fair, like the <laughs> words in the question. chapter indicate that she has... She's winning. She's, she's winning. Like she's been leading off into a goose chase right now. But it's not like, I mean, I guess we can like look into the future and be like, there's probably going to be something. No, that but like, she, they get she out doesn't
1: know that. Um, right. But also we don't. Know we that. don't know that either. No, we're, presuming. No, we're right. Yes. Um, okay. So Umbridge is winner. Loser. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Harry? I feel like it could be Harry. I mean, he almost got the Cruciatus curse used on him if Umbridge is capable of such a thing. Which I suppose Snape. we actually don't know either, Snape, because he has to go Snape's make to a be... bunch of veritaserum. He
2: he has to make a bunch of veritaserum. He's on probation. That's he true. Has to he basically has to help Harry now.
0: <laughs> he is Harry's only hope.
1: Nightmare. No, but like seriously, yeah. this is this
2: is a bad chapter with Snape.
1: That's true. I I think you're absolutely. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right, Bj. Snape, loser yeah. of the chapter.
0: Snape is supposed to such a fascinating character, where he can be what would normally be the great hero of the story that comes in and rescues the main character, and he's going to be so unhappy. He's about so
1: mad. He has to do shit. <laughs> Which, honestly, same, bud. <laughs> mm.
2: Mm. I feel you. I, I don't disagree. If, if if I had to help Harry in this situation, it would be a nightmare of a chapter for me. Like this is this is a you seriously broke into her office again and got caught doing something that you could have just asked literally anybody else and Uh uh-huh now i have to make a one of the most complicated potions of all time and she's upset with me because she's an idiot Uh uh-huh
0: yeah this is this is not a good bad I sincerely hope that none of the other professors are sending McGonagall letters, because if she gets this update while she's oh my in Bungos, she may just roll over and die. <laughs> it's a howler.
1: Oh, boy. Um, questions? Questions? I really don't have many, honestly. There's not... I feel like there's not a whole lot to question in this chapter, other than, like, hey, is there a weapon? I, ha- yeah.
2: I have I have. Questions. It's a roller coaster.
1: All right, BJ. So... We've talked a lot about so far. <laughs> unforgivable
2: curses. Uh-huh. Yes, but this is like asking Sarah question questions. Okay. Unforgivable curses, yes. Right. So first of all, uh why you would ever not like kill somebody after you use one is kind of wild. But the I, I get that they're unforgivable and, and they're sort of outlawed, but like if there's no there there doesn't seem to be any real enforcement. If if this seems like a thing that she could do and like it's not wild to her, mm-hmm. like something else has to be going on, and I guess sort of the question is, like I guess, and this is probably a completely wrong concept that I have because that's most of what happens with my my concepts <laughs> of what's happening and this book, these books mm. but my my thought was that there was some amount of information that other like that the ministry could glean about unforgivable curses like. There was was basically something similar to the underage wizard doing magic
1: Mm -hmm.
2: for unforgivable curses.
1: Um, Almost like a gunshot residue? Yeah,
2: or either gunshot residue or, you know... Like a
1: tracker spell. compass or something. That's
2: just like, somebody's doing something terrible. Nope. Interesting. That... That seems like they've wasted all of their magic-detecting abilities on
1: 11-year-olds. On Correct. Uh-huh. When does that turn off? Uh, when you come of age.
0: Is it, is it an enchantment that's placed on children? Or is it a department that is just choosing, electing to not monitor once you reach a certain age?
1: There is a lot of information about that later.
0: <laughs> oh, Okay.
1: That actually becomes weirdly relevant. Eleven.
2: Yeah. So, Sarah, okay. if, some, if a wizard were born on February 29th.
1: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> Finish the thought, BJ.
1: No, he really doesn't when, have to.
2: <laughs> when would they get their letter to Hogwarts?
1: I think when they are 11.
0: I don't know. Regardless of whether their birthday is a yes. card. Yes. Well, are they 11?
1: That's. That's a question for the philosophers, BJ. Because because <laughs> Harry got
2: the letter on his birthday. He did. And that's when they're sent out. Correct. And 11 is not a divisible by four in any stretch of anybody's imagination. Although,
1: actually, no. I think Harry just happened to get his on his birthday. I don't think they you necessarily get yours on your birthday. Um, oh, that's interesting.
0: Cause they've been trying to deliver it to him for yeah. a while.
1: Yeah. What
2: happens if you turn 11 during the school year? Are Are, are like, is it, like... I
1: think it's you have to be 11 to enter into Hogwarts. So you could always get it on your birthday. Yeah, but I don't think they do send it on your birthday. I think they send it over the summer beforehand.
2: That's fair. He just happened to have a birthday at the right time. Yeah, so and this happened to be a kind the... of birthday
1: present for him. Yeah. I don't know. I guess
2: we could say that Hagrid's kind.
1: I think Hagrid's kind. Nice. Yeah, he, I think it was the nice, nice kind distinction.
2: Yes. Um... I was just thinking, like, oh, somebody tried to do something nice for Harry.
1: Hagrid was, did a nice thing, yeah. And Hagrid frequently and, does nice things.
0: Well, well ha- I, Hagrid does things that he thinks are nice.
1: He his intentions Hagrid are is, good.
0: The problem with Hagrid is he's undiscerning. He's nice to everyone <laughs> and everything. Yes,
1: and assumes and that, that everything is, and everyone else is nice as well. The Hagrid, Hagrid would be a nicer is, place.
0: is
2: a paper. <laughs> he has good intentions. And he goes at it full force.
1: Indeed. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, Spencer, your, your favorite part of uh, oh, yes. these podcasts. We get to look at a picture.
1: Our next and chapter. And then we get
2: to,
0: to laugh this all... at <laughs> the... Is this one all Wizard of Oz again? Uh,
1: well, we can't see the road underneath them. I suppose it might be yes. yellow and brick. <laughs> <laughs> I forget how short on is. Yeah, she is. When they yes. described her as toad-like, they meant it. So
0: forget, forget how tall Hermione is.
2: There's a character in um, a lot of different things, and she was an animated character. I want to say in Monsters Inc. or something. Like yes, the, yep, I know who you're talking uh, about. Roz. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like that was well, that that was afterwards. But I feel like there was something before that had like that cat-eyed, cat-eyed glasses, mole on the face. Mm-hmm. Short, squat, angry lady That that Umbridge is is drawing from That's an old trope That's an old trope right there So it is, I just can't think of like (laughs) The earlier instances
0: of it 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 doesn't necessarily have to be old and unattractive But it's been done in various ways around Mm -hmm. that Um, It also does remind me of
2: the uh, Teacher in Men in Black That is yelling at the the students Um (laughs) With the similar, from, like, head-on glasses. Mm-hmm. And, and... What, from, from Jupiter? Uh, one of the moons? That one? Yes, that one. See, Spencer, well, it... it's a great movie, and it's worth quoting all the time.
0: I, I was the one who agreed with you! <laughs> Jeez. But anyway. As for this picture, the three of them are, are hiking off. I think I'm right that they're going into the Old Forest, but that one wasn't too surprising. They've spent, like, half the book there in different ways. <laughs> they're off to see the weapon, the wonderful weapon of Dumbledore.
1: The chapter is called Fight or Flight, if our audience would like to know.
0: Chapter 33. Uh, well, y'all, I don't know what the weapon is. It plainly is in the old forest. We will find it next chapter, and I'm excited to know. that.
1: Bye, guys.